Hello, dear listeners, it's Steve Spatium online. Uh, today we are back after a big break, and there are some reasons for that. Uh, I guess, first of all, Vava moved to Chicago in order to pursue his exchange year at the University of Chicago, and that's why we kind of, uh, with all this uh, movement and changes, it was really challenging for us to record a podcast. But we are back, and we are here to bring you insights about American politics from Chicago and just to talk about what's going, what the hell is going on with American elections. So, enjoy! Listeners, uh, we are back with you after I guess big break. Yes, a long uh, break. That's <laughs> connected to some, I guess, the changes in our personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the word to you, Vava, I guess, now uh, in Chicago, in the like, epicenter of uh, American politics. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not in yeah. Washington, so but, but close. But at, the same, yeah. <laughs> but at the, yeah, at the same time, you still uh, you are still experiencing this atmosphere, and Chicago is a very important city for uh, elections as well, and just uh, Illinois as a state. So I mean, anyway, I guess it's great to be there during elections. It is. And uh, today we mainly will discuss, I guess, your experience. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Uh, and that's, of course, we will touch upon the topic of American elections because so, so much things happening right now. So, so much stuff happened already, and definitely, it's basically, such a chaos. And I don't know. So, like, tell me about your experience, uh, about how you follow American politics, and I mean, how people in America feel about this um, definitely um, important elections. Um. Yeah, that's a pretty cool question to analyze because, you know, it looks totally different when you observe it through the media when you're in Europe and totally different when you're here on the ground talking to people. Um, People are extremely polarized. I mean, there is, uh, I haven't met a single person who would be uh, on the fence Mm -hmm. or undecided who to vote for. Uh, Basically, everybody has made up their mind already. and they are always speaking very poorly of the uh, other candidate and the people who support them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look, for example, um, when you look at people who support Biden, they are basically, if you tell them that you support Trump, you will probably be called mm-hmm. a racist or you know or sexist or whatever, uh, or white supremacist, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And uh, when you tell a Trump supporter you're voting Biden, you'll be called a you know a dumb person who is you know uh, who is just listening to mm-hmm. the media propaganda and who wants to destroy okay. America and you know uh, who just want to give money to the rich and mm-hmm. uh, and destroy the American economy. So the public is extremely polarized. But also mm-hmm. what I have noticed is that. Um, the people of my university, University of Chicago, they are of course super, mm-hmm. super pro Biden. I haven't met anyone who will be pro Trump, mm-hmm. but I do not meet Biden supporters anywhere else. The people who I interact with on a day-to-day basis, they are basically all mm-hmm. pro Trump. So you can see that this, you know, uh, this let's mm-hmm. say intelligent class is all mm-hmm. super anti-Trump, but you know, let's let's call them normal people, are pro pro Trump. Mm-hmm. 
So which is like very this is very interesting because it's like this cluster of support. But at the same time, for me, I mean, I don't support anyone. You know, I'm not American, so for me, it's like it's hard even to discuss American politics in terms of like having this personal connection. But you know, American politics, the basic American politics and American presidential election, they affect like basically the world. Mm-hmm. So. But for me, like looking from the like just the behind and just from the outside perspective, it's so hard to for me to understand how people can, for example, support Biden because of his age, because like the way he talks. And I don't know, in general, I feel he's not really competent for the presidency, which is I mean, I don't say you know Trump is competent or more competent, but I don't know for me, it feels really strange, you know, for progressive party. Uh, to choose, like, to pick this candidate and then present him as a, like, Democrat, as a liberal guy, as a very progressive guy. So, I don't know. So, it's, it's hard for me to understand how, how, how do people feel about Biden's age and how do people, you know, uh, in Chicago feel about the way he speaks, for example. Like, don't they find this a little bit contradicting in terms of uh, they want to be progressive, but they, you know, root for, like, very old dude, um, <laughs> basically. You know, um... I think that almost none of them care about what Biden represents. Mm-hmm. They just hate Trump so much that they would vote for anything that's not Trump. Um, okay. I barely hear any arguments pro-Biden from them. Mostly, mm-hmm. It's mostly anti-Trump. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, like maybe Biden is old or whatever, or he cannot articulate mm-hmm. his arguments properly, but Trump this did this, this, and uh, that, and he's racist, and etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So... Um, this is basically what yeah. um, what we are I'm hearing here and what I'm also hearing from you know the professors at the university mm-hmm. they are um, maybe not directly but they are hinting that Trump cannot be chosen because he is a threat to democracy mm-hmm. itself so maybe Biden mm-hmm. is not the greatest choice but at least we'll mm-hmm. still have democracy to choose something better in the future with, with Trump we cannot be certain Yes, I mean this is this is understandable. It's like very strategic um, for vote, so to speak. And, you know the way, and also with Kamala Harris, I guess it still brings some some not change. This it brings some new faces into American politics in terms of uh, she's a woman, of course, and woman of color. Um, yeah, but uh, like, uh, but do you see like uh, that people really believe in some? change happening if uh, Biden wins uh, because for me just like explain maybe elaborate on this a little bit because for me um, what I see in Biden because he's the part of this uh, kleptocratic system so to speak he's mm-hmm. part of this American elite and yes of course he wins you know but even for a guy like Obama with a lot of brilliant ideas eloquent language and all the very very good uh, candidate and he still like failed to de- de- deliver in terms of like he's uh, he promised a lot but he didn't do a lot of sh- a lot of stuff during his presidency and for Biden it feels it will be even harder for him to deliver because he's old has no energy and basically he wants to win just like like of course like to get Democrats a chance to to, to do something but it, it doesn't really feel he will change anything in the country. Uh, I think everybody. Uh... Everybody agrees, even those who support Biden, that this will not bring change for the better. 
that this will mm -hmm. bring a stop to what is happening right now. So we will not go, mm -hmm. we will not improve America, we will not uh, improve the economy or, mm -hmm. you know, civil rights or um, equality, but at mm -hmm. least we will we will stop going this you know downhill with what Trump is doing. This is basically what uh, people mm -hmm. are arguing uh, for, which I find quite sad that they didn't choose anyone more um, promising mm -hmm. in the primaries. They had the chance to do so, but they didn't. Um, okay. Which just just shows how cemented the American society is, you know, between those mainstream politicians. Well, Trump maybe wasn't mm -hmm. mainstream when he started, but in the Democratic Party, you know, the old guard is still the uh, the front. You you would have thought that after mm -hmm. the uh, 2016 elections, the Democrat would have learned the Democrats would have learned that maybe you shouldn't just pick the mm -hmm. per, the person who has you know long experience in the party and uh, has connections within the party, but somebody who can actually win. Uh, and mm -hmm. well, they didn't learn. They they chose Biden again. Well, he has chances yeah. for winning. Of course, but uh, they yeah. they would have had way bigger chances with somebody else running for, for the White House. Of course, yes. And at the same time, he has really good chances in all you know all polls. All polls, um, so they basically give him like a preference, and that he will will not definitely win, but the you know, chances are great that he is going to win. So how do you how do you like in terms of like interactions with people? Do they like really believe in these polls? Because polls can also you know affect this uh, election dynamic, of course. They also influence expectations mm -hmm. uh, of voters. So do you see these polls like they are credible in terms of like it's still like there is like there is no big support for Donald Trump, or it's like maybe something wrong with this polling um, polling polling architecture, so to speak, polling system something like this so when you ask people here uh, most of the Trump uh, Trump supporters that I've talked to they are saying yeah I'm 100% sure Trump is gonna win and I ask mm -hmm. them why and they say well because people are pissed off at what the Democrats are doing you know people are losing jobs mm -hmm. and uh, they and the Democrats all they're talking about is racism and you know and mm -hmm. the, the pandemic and that we need to close the economy down again and the Democrats yeah. just, you know, they're rich, so they don't care, and they just don't care about the common people. So people are pissed off at the Democrats, and that's why they will vote mm -hmm. for, for Trump. And then I asked mm -hmm. them, okay, but um, when you look at the polls, uh, it clearly, clearly, they clearly say that Biden is going to win. And they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. Clinton was also supposed to win in polls. So they don't believe the polls at all. Um, yeah, but what they're saying it's like uh, during Clinton time she had like all like two percent like advantage and now Biden has like six or eight or something like very yeah yeah they say, there's no way this is what I usually tell them this is what I tell them usually but they're like oh, okay we'll see so um, those who support Trump are still very uh, very enthusiastic about Trump winning and um, yeah this this I think this connects very uh, very well with the uh, topic I wanted to talk about which is unrest mm -hmm. in the in, in the mm -hmm. country uh, after you know mm -hmm. those huge riots with after george floyd was killed uh, you can mm -hmm. still see the aftermath here when you go to downtown chicago to the main streets mm -hmm. uh, you know where the most shops are etc you can still see mm -hmm. broken windows you know with uh, wooden uh, wooden planks in windows after they were, they were broken and uh, mm -hmm. some of the shops you know look like they were completely destroyed um Yes. You can still see that it wasn't nice in here, and there's a lot of police in in, in downtown, uh, still keeping you know oversight of, yeah. over what's happening, and uh, because the public is so extremely polarized, like you know Trump supporters say, yeah, the polls are uh, are fake, mm -hmm. the elections maybe will be rigged, 
And then mm-hmm. again, uh, the Democrats are saying, yeah, Trump is you know a dictator mm-hmm. and she cannot be allowed into power at any cost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after the election, yeah. there will be a lot of unrest again. Yeah, that's. I guess it's like well, I wanted to ask this uh, question a little bit later, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess like I just come back to this uh, uh, to this idea that, for example, for me, just explain, just explain my feelings. It's really hard to follow American politics because it's like you just open, you know, uh, you have like this, uh, just not expectations when you open CNN or you just uh, open any other media. So I guess they have like this media crisis in the country and it's so polarized, not just polarized. It's like there is no. Lose sense in, in, in you know, reading American news because they're all very biased, and you know you want to have some information, for example, about debate. But what you get is mainly like just uh, either like uh, Fox News trashing like Biden or uh, all the way around. So it's like uh, CNN trashing Trump all over the time, all, all all the time. So it's really hard to understand. That's why with polls, it's kind of the same thing for me because. I don't know how I can trust them if they have like this, you know, they have just basically this crisis uh, in media system where it's like so biased and polarized, where they really want to have like, you know, to, to just like make um, Biden look good and make Biden look like he's winning. Maybe it's just like the part of this, like, you know, um, try the, the part of this effort to impose like this idea that Biden is definitely winning and like you should go and vote, something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, media so, on both sides do you, are doing do you, this. Like, how do you follow like American politics? Do you like watch uh, cable news? Do you watch? Uh, do you read like some uh, out media outlets? Or like how, how do you like follow American news in terms of? Um, so what I'm trying to do is to uh, if there is some big event, you know, like mm-hmm. the debate, I try to watch it myself, the entirety of it, uh, and I also try to follow mm-hmm. the politicians, uh, you know, involved uh, personally on you yeah. know Twitter or other social media. And basically try to do this like journalistic work or how, how, how you call that, is, you know, just get information the at the source and try to in- interpret them yourself, right? Each wish is the best strategy, of course, but, you know, for people in Europe, it's just not possible with different time zones. And uh, it's just like we have like, I mean, it's like for you, it's a, a daytime for us. It's already nice. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's tough. It's very tough. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, the question about polling is also very important uh, because so they, as I as far as I understand, like correctly, so they're gonna vote uh, via mail, right? So yes, this is a possibility. I yeah. guess it, it will definitely increase number of voters because it's easier, definitely. Uh, but I mean, uh, the thing it like really like frightens me, of course, because it's like the poll, like you can expect polls to be, not polls, but uh, the counting to be so long, you know, Uh it's actually like, I guess, a painful process for everyone to organize it. And of course there will be stories about fraud and something like this happening. So um, how do people feel about it? Do we like really feel secure going, uh, like like choosing this uh, as a, like their voting, uh, voting pick, so to speak? Do they feel like secure and do they like trust the system? Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting that you asked because Trump himself said that mm-hmm. he thinks that the mail-in ballots will be will be just you know uh, somebody will rigged. manipulate them and it yeah. will be rigged. Uh, Trump yeah. Trump himself said that, and um, I think it's pretty smart of him to say that because people who will vote mm-hmm. through mail are usually Democrats. The Democrats are the ones who uh, fear mm-hmm. the pandemic more and you know believe in it and listen to what the doctors say mm-hmm. so they will prefer to stay at home and vote from home 
So mm -hmm. when you get results that, let's say, I don't know, 80% of the mail-in ballots were pro-Biden, then Trump will have an easy time saying, yeah, you see, all of those were pro-Biden, so it must have been rigged, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I see that some people supporting Trump, they are also saying, yeah, it might be rigged because um, it's harder to, to track if somebody didn't manipulate, you know, it has to mm -hmm. go through the, through the post, mail, etc., etc. Um, mm -hmm. So this is why yeah. I'm afraid of unrest, because if Biden wins and Trump declares, oh, yeah, it was rigged, um, yeah, especially there will be huge this, unrest. Uh, after this period of unrest that already kind of happened and probably still going on in some states, right? so I, I, of course I won't be like surprised if this happens and uh, they will have some repercussions. Mm -hmm. But it feels like, you know, it feels like some people say it's almost like civil wars on the horizon or something like this. You know? It's like people like so polarized, there is no trust in each other. There is like definitely, as you said, like this, like two groups of people, you know, this uh, intellectual liberal left people and there's like this working class something like you know people who want to increase their salary something like they don't care about all these liberal values so i don't know do you like see this um, like do you see like really like some embedded problem in american society that kind of like prevents them from um, i don't know it's like a not problem in, in trump there's no problem like in biden but maybe there is like this embedded problem in political system in the way society is organized, something like this. Do you see this discussion going on in Chicago or something like this? Um, well, if I was to uh, trace the all the problems that mm -hmm. the uh, Americans face right now, but, well, to find the root of it, I would say mm -hmm. it's their outdated electoral system and not just the, mm -hmm. the electoral college. Um, as we all know, the U.S. Um, has the first-past-the-post elective system, which mm -hmm. means the person who gets the most votes just, you know, mm -hmm. becomes a congressman or the president or whatever. So in theory, mm -hmm. let's say you have some district with four candidates. One of them may mm -hmm. just gain, you know, 25% or 26% of support and be chosen the representative, mm -hmm. even though the 74% of those people might not be supporting him. This is one problem. Mm -hmm. The other problem is that people... Uh, basically have only two parties to choose from because only two biggest mm -hmm. parties will have the representatives in the legislature and in the yeah. White House. So this leads to huge partisanship and polarization. And polarization is exactly yeah. what we are facing right now. Uh, it's easier to, you know, dehumanize just one, uh, just one enemy. So, you know, if you have, if you have 10 mm -hmm. parties in the parliament, uh, mm -hmm. you cannot call all of them traitors, you know, or, or you know, or yeah. uh, serving Putin or whatever. But it's easy to blame mm -hmm. just one other party, right? So this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. the, the Democrats are blaming uh, Trump for serving Putin. Uh, the Republicans are blaming yeah. Democrats for helping the rich and, you know, not caring about the poor. Um, so this huge polarization leads to what we have now just you know just those mm -hmm. tribal divisions it's basically tribal by now i would say yeah i mean and you can definitely and i mean i guess system kind of like uh you know, pushes the society in this tribalism because the only way you can win you should like you know basically collect your voters collect your supporters and of course you can do it like the one way to do it is like to be very aggressive and to be very like like trump like basically like trash all the time democrats and stuff like this but you know democrats trash uh, trump and his voters uh, the same way because people still voted for trump it's not like uh, people are stupid who all people voted for him just a priori like a stupid people it's also wrong to say so but so, you know if yes, the us like, had a, a normal electoral system mm -hmm. we would have clinton right now in the white house because he lost the popular yeah. vote 
That's true. That's true. But that's this. But there's still. It's. Um, that's on the other hand, you can look at the American system as very stable because you know it still exists like three hundred years in comparison to any other, let's say, European system, which doesn't mean it's like it's better, but it still kind of shows its credibility in terms of time. I mean, it's one way to look at this uh, because it's like I don't know. It uh, still changes um, changes sides from one side to another side. Uh, but what I find like really difficult for America right now is basically yes this uh, huge polarization and kind of animosity towards uh, other group you know it's like the way it's really hard even to talk with like I guess people from different camps just to talk to each other because they just basically cannot comprehend uh, other's position or something like this you know yeah and, you know this um, this leads to to gridlock and and the legislature mm -hmm. uh, no change is being brought about. Um, so I honestly think this system needs to be reformed, but how is this to happen? I, I don't know, man. You, you mentioned uh, yes. that people are saying that there might be a <laughs> civil war 2.0. Maybe that's a bit harsh, mm. but I'm sure there will be some major unrest, especially considering uh, well, when Biden wins, Trump said he, he announced this, that he will not give up power, you know, peacefully. He just, mm -hmm. just said this straight up. He said, yeah, no, I won't commit to a peaceful transition of power if Biden wins, because if Biden wins, that means the election was rigged. Yes, which is, I mean, it's still, you can, you can, you can see the, those processes, like, like uh, happen owing to like, this, uh, oh, George Floyd uh, death as, as a kind of like a small civil war, because all these, you know, images of people, you know, basically shooting each other on the street because they have guns and stuff like this, which is, which is still like one of, I guess it's, uh, it's it's how the civil war begins. Of course, people have guns; they can keep, they can just shoot each other. You know, it's not it's not like in a European country where it's like restricted. And of course, it's all about image because not so many people, I guess, uh, uh, want to perpetrate like this, um, as because it can also contribute. You know, can kind of like contribute to further unrest in the country. But yes, uh, I guess protests. Uh, it's like one of the things that can really, I guess, uh, happen after elections. Definitely. Which is, I mean, a little bit frightening because, uh, like, America, we could, like, I mean, all the world, like, you know, stands in America in terms of it's, uh, it will affect uh, markets, it will affect uh, trade relations with other countries, everything. So it's really, it's, it's really, like, a dangerous, you know, dangerous, it's a dangerous situation in America right now with these uh, elections and this Trump, I don't know. Um, I'll be yeah, sure so to I'll be sure to keep reporting from from here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted just to say, I guess about, uh, I guess also just to discuss Trump because uh, I mean, I hear a lot of like bad things about Trump, and of course, like uh, people, especially in Europe, people don't like Trump at all, uh, and uh, in Germany, <laughs> <laughs> especially. <laughs> So basically, yes, like the boogeyman, evil guy. But what I find is like if you don't like really. Uh, like abstract ourselves from this thinking that Trump is just an evil, uh, just a dictator. Like what I see in Trump and maybe even in the Republican Party, it's like the way to propose like a change to Trump because he wasn't like a favorite during like Republican nominational problem nomination process. He definitely was like an outsider, maybe like, even a loser. Like people said, like they no way even Republicans probably that this guy would win, you know. And this, at the same time, they kind of like opened the system for him, even though he's not like a Jay Bezos, he couldn't really buy every, everyone. Um, so he was still not like, so rich in terms of uh, in American like, billionaire standards. Uh, and he still succeeded in, you know, in getting there mm -hmm. in the White House and showing that the change is possible and we can, you know, uh, change this corrupted uh, elitist system. It's, it's another way to look at this in terms of 
uh, he basically brought change to American politics because I mean you can imagine if like Clinton had been uh, president, it would not really be so different from Trump, from Obama like Obama years. There would be some change, of course, but it would be like minuscule. You know, mm-hmm. one, one change politics, one change uh, healthcare, nothing, 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 nothing like this. So Trump, at least, he brought like this uh, change in terms of like two discussions you know, how we want our politics to look like how we want our society to look like so in this sense i can see trump uh, is a good contribution to american society because now they think more deeply about society they want to achieve and society and like the place where they want to go with this like american dream american image or something like this do, do you have do you have, have you thought about this maybe yes definitely this, this trump uh, trump was popular because he mm-hmm. was fresh um, yeah. You know, people have been under the Obama administration for eight years, and mm-hmm. choosing uh, choosing Clinton will be just another four years of the same policy, mm-hmm. the same uh, directions mm-hmm. and thrusts. Mm-hmm. And Trump basically appeared out of nowhere. He he isn't this you know your typical Republican senator or congressman mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, he had no prior uh, experience mm-hmm. uh, in in politics, so he was successful at selling himself as this anti-establishment representative of the people. Yeah. So you see, all those people in Washington Capitol are just you know sitting there making business uh, with each other and profiting. And here I am; I am not member of the, a member of this society, so I'm going there to to drain the swamp, as he said, right? Um, yeah. And people, people who support Trump really think that he was successful because, um, well, he cut taxes, for example, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you have to pay less taxes, you suddenly feel, hey, so I don't have to pay so much money to those guys in Washington. Mm-hmm. So this is basically what yeah. Trump promised me. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I mean, this is uh, definitely, I mean, I think it's like a really credible way to look uh, at Trump because of course, of course, there are so many things, uh, so many things where he's just basically wrong and he's, I mean, and you still can can see he's not a professional politician, he's not like, uh, he's not accustomed with this uh, idea of speaking to camera like Nancy Pelosi saying nothing at the same, but at the same time making making like this effort to look like she talks like she like kind of like I don't know she's a professional politician so to speak you know yeah. like they they can mask themselves like a Biden like a Pelosi like all this American like you know, not only like Democrats but also Republicans the way they speak like Chuck Schumer I don't know I mean just they just mask their emotions all the time they just. Try. I mean, they are like politicians in terms of their profession. They're politicians for forty years, for for fifty years, for thirty years. So it's easy for them to be, uh, you know, to be kind of like professional in some yeah. sense, like professional in this in this yeah in this uh, real. But Trump, of course, he's like emotional. He's not the guy who he basically tells people what they don't want to hear sometimes. But it's like different type of politician. He's kind of, of course, he's a populist, but. Um, She's like very different from any other, I guess, uh, not politician in the world, but definitely from American politicians. Like very, very unique. Yeah, he plays on emotions um, a lot, which is something new. Yes, plays on emotions a lot. Yes, I guess uh, maybe let's let's also touch upon the question of like foreign policy. It's not really, I guess, in the debate right now, but uh, but it's interesting. It's interesting to, to ask you what like people in Chicago uh, like have like any discussions about uh, foreign policy debate and elections. How they like, how they make sense in terms of uh, whether there will be any change uh, if Biden wins or it's like foreign policy debate is not really important at this particular moment in America. 
No, honestly, nobody cares about foreign policy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the discussion between uh, Biden and Trump supporters is uh, either we, you know, the Democrats say you can choose a dictator, so do everything to stop the dictatorship, and the Republicans are saying, oh yeah, you choose the uh, wealthy guys who will just milk you for money. So if you want to preserve mm-hmm. your freedom of your, you know, and your money, yes. you need to vote. I've, I've, I haven't discussed foreign policy with anyone here, uh, either uh, Trump supporters or Biden. Nobody cares. When you look at the debates uh, that that were mm-hmm. uh, that took place and Biden, Trump, and Harris and Pence, mm-hmm. foreign policy wasn't really any topic in those mm-hmm. debates. So people, well, you know, they don't care what happens overseas right now. Yeah. I think. Which is which is strange because it kind of like it feels like they give this power to you know this American elite that drives foreign policy, but at the same time, uh, foreign policy is like essential for America because it's like basically uh, if they change foreign policy, I don't know, they become more isolationist or something like this. They can they, they the country will change eventually. Uh, so it's 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 still I, I feel like they they it's, it should be so important, but it's not. Uh, and this kind of like makes me feel a little bit sad about American society because they should understand that basically America drives the world to feel like yeah. country it's very ironic to see that how you know Americans uh, choose their government which then influences mm-hmm. the entire world but uh, mm-hmm. they don't really care too much about this foreign policy yeah. and uh, the closest that you know the discourse uh, gets to discussing foreign policy is China which is most mm-hmm. oftenly brought up by Trump mm-hmm. uh, this week, Trump released a video in which he was advertising a drug mm-hmm. for you know ten minutes. That it's so great, and then he, <laughs> he then he maybe he, I guess he realized that maybe he shouldn't be talking so much about drugs. So he switched his video to saying that this is this is China's fault and China will pay for what they did with the virus. You know the Chinese virus. So yeah. vote for me because <laughs> I will make the Chinese pay. Um, the only um, yeah. this is this is the only basically topic about foreign policy that. Trump talks about Biden in turn sometimes talks about um, NATO and the alliances in Europe. He says mm-hmm. that Trump has weakened our alliances and therefore made us weaker. So we should, you know, yeah. uh, restore the good relations with our allies. But mm-hmm. other than that, none of them are really too concerned mm-hmm. with foreign policy. But there is definitely a big expectation in Europe. Uh, I guess not. I'm not really sure who to, who told this, but there is a lot of like. Uh, statements uh, saying that you know if Biden wins, uh, it's like very good for NATO. It's very good for uh, European European or just like transatlantic security, transatlantic relations, something like this. So they definitely don't want like Trump to win. Like they definitely, it's like they like Biden is their peak in Europe. You know, capitals I guess like Berlin, like Paris, uh, they all want uh, they all want basically Biden to win. And again, it's really interesting because. Uh, uh, American for like American just American elections they like important for like the rest of the world for Europe for China for Russia for all these big countries and small countries definitely it's very interesting that American Americans don't really think about foreign policy but which I mean makes me think that they definitely they don't have really kind of like a leverage uh, on it so they're basically saying okay we don't really understand foreign policy so let's that like, you know, smart people do their job or something like this. Well, you know, as uh, as they say, politics stops at water's edge, right? So yeah, if it doesn't yeah. influence me directly, then I don't care. 
yeah but then you you should you know probably bring some european perspective and just uh, uh open the eyes to people that you know uh, you should definitely just uh, grapple more more with this uh, more with foreign policy because it's, it should be very important i guess for elections but it's not and it's, uh, it makes me feel a little bit sad because i mean i understand they have a lot of problems they have like this uh, animosity and the polarization but at the same time american foreign policy will, will can change the world uh, can change america uh, eventually and uh, yeah this is like um, it's ironic sorry, yeah and ironic and sad Yes, ironic and sad. So, I guess, uh, do you have anything else to say? Uh, maybe share your emotions or maybe expectations, something like uh, this. Uh, well, I can just say that I'm excited to be here and observe observe the <laughs> elections firsthand, you know, front row seats uh, watching uh, America yes. go nuts. And, um, yeah. well, <laughs> uh, I'll be sure to bring you some coverage in the future yes. of what's going on here. There's like this meme, right? And it's like, uh, I guess it would be nice to see the falling of Rome. It's like, you know, the entire empire is collapsing, you know, civilization <laughs> is collapsing. It's like, I guess you, you now observe the same in America in terms of it's like the new Rome and it's definitely, you can definitely see some cracks in the system. Yeah, but I, I uh, think internationally. It's... It's it's fair to compare America to, you know, the Roman Empire, like, 4th mm. century. <laughs> yes, because it basically expanded to its maximum, and now it's shrinking gradually, and mm -hmm. it's kind of, like, experiencing these internal problems, which affect uh, uh, foreign policy and something, and everything, basically, the world. Definitely. Um, yeah, so it was a very nice conversation. Thanks for sharing your insights. Thank uh, you for and... having me. <laughs> Um, yes, and uh, like see, let's uh, see each other next time. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye.